Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 688, recorded live on June 12th, 2021, and here are your hosts, the man who was planning out his dinners before the podcast, Dave Pillay. Hey, that's me. And the man who is experimenting with eggs still, Andy Lowe. Hi. What are you doing to eggs? <laughs> Well, I tried putting, I tried doing horseradish and scrambled eggs, and that didn't work. Um, I've now got a, uh, it's not, they called it an egg poaching pan, but it's definitely not poaching because, um, they're not actually in the water. So you're steaming them? So, so yeah, if you, if you Google egg poacher pan, you'll see what the pan looks like. That means I have to go to Google and search egg poacher pan. Mm-hmm. The, that's not a poached egg. I know. I'm trying to think of what you would call it. A really bad cupcake tin. <laughs> These cupcakes taste very eggy. <laughs> Did you perhaps forget several ingredients? <laughs> and you just made eggs. This is my next step up because we had you had the egg rings, right? Yeah. So these ones, the egg is also contained, but it's in like a little cup. So it, you know, it looks supposed to be like a quote unquote poached egg, but it's not actually in the water. So yeah, like that's not, that's not a poacher, right? Like to poach an egg, salt the water, boil the water, stir the water so that you get like a, a a vortex going, crack the egg into that. Um, and there's actually like some, some techniques for doing that. Um, a lot of people will crack the egg into like a spoon, like a a ladle, Mm -hmm. and then you lower the ladle into the water and then let it, let the egg out of it gently so that it's not just like yolk followed by white because if you just crack it and like drop it in it it's not that's not right but then you you keep that like vortex going so it takes the the white and it wraps it around the yolk and it cooks it and then you leave it in there for like not even a minute right just until the white has started to firm up and then you pull it out that's that's how you poach an egg what the hell are these little egg tin things because that is not poaching an egg that's all right hold on hold on you are at best baking the egg. <clears throat> Coddling? Coddled egg. Here we go. Was a coddled egg. Dave's Google is going to be very confused by his search history. Coddled eggs are eggs that are cooked gently or lightly in water just below the boiling temperature. Poached eggs are a type of coddled egg. Yeah, but look at the methods. The second method is to break the egg in an egg coddler, porcelain cup, a ramkin with a lid and cook using a bain marie, which Bottom looks like a double yes. boiler. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So a raw egg is broken into the coddler, which is placed in a pan of near boiling water for seven to eight minutes to achieve a solid white and runny yolk. So that's what it's going to be. This is that's my next experiment is a coddled egg. A coddled egg. There we go. But not a poached egg. No, that just seems like that would be too. That's have you baked eggs yet? I thought if you try baking eggs, they explode. You don't bake it in the shell, Andy. What? What? <laughs> don't they have those like egg cookers where you, you put like the eggs in the shell and somehow they don't explode? You poke a hole through the bottom of the egg. Ah, that's that's how they don't explode. Okay. That actually uh, the, the egg cookers steam the egg in the shell. But no, that's not what a baked egg is. Andy. No, I'm guessing it's like you you put the egg in a porcelain cup and then you put it in the oven. I'm guessing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, you know what you can do is you can put the egg into a goddamn muffin tin and cook it that way. Not one of your weird fake like mini egg bullshit muffin tins, but like just an honest to god muffin tin. The really cool thing about this is you can also add other things to the egg prior to baking it. <clears throat> Dang it, now I want corned beef hash. Oh man. Thanks, Andy. Be... God damn it, Dave, now I want corned beef hash. That used to be my because corned beef hash was the Thursday special at Mikey's Deli at work. So I'd go over there and I'd ask for corned beef hash with an extra egg because they poached eggs and and put them on the the corned beef hash. And like that with a little bit of hot sauce, a little bit of Tabasco on top. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. There's a a restaurant. Shoot, which what's the name of that one? Uh, they 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 specialize in the breakfast foods to over here. <clears throat> Hold on, I got I got to pull up the Google Maps. <laughs> What'd you say? <clears throat> no, not Newegg. Uh, it was that state student. No, Studio Grill, right? Yeah, yeah, Studio Grill. Sorry, I had to I had to ask the peanut gallery for that one. Studio Grill, okay. And they had good eggs. No, they uh, they had a good hash. <clears throat> yeah, they had a corned beef hash omelet as one of their specialty omelets. Corned beef hash omelet. Yes. I think I'd rather just get the hash. I mean, I I have my corned beef hash with an egg anyway, but like, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, it's not on the menu anymore. Oh, no. You can probably still order it. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things. Yeah. One of those things where they're like, yep, we still do that. We just took it off the menu, but we know how to make it and we'll make it for you. Yep. Yeah. It's just like that time I went to the... uh... Starbucks in Seattle. What did you order at Starbucks in Seattle? I don't. I don't actually know. But so I packed. All right, someone ordered for you. Yeah, the the security guard at the Pikes Market. Yeah, yeah. Her daughters ran into me, and they was like, "What are you doing?" Well, I got to get a picture at Starbucks. Oh, let's take you. And yeah, they they literally ordered for me. They're like, "No, no, no. This one's on us." I didn't know what I had. It was delicious, but yeah, it was definitely off menu. Yeah. You know, oh, my birthday is next month. It is. So you Thanks know what that means. reminder, Andy. <laughs> well, that just means I can go to Denny's and get my uh, free Grand Slam. Is your Denny's still open? Uh, yes. Okay. We drove by Denny's the other day and it did not look good. It looked like they might have been in deep trouble financially. Yep, There's uh, there's been a couple of places around here like that. Why, why does Denny's think I want a Denny's location in Chicago? Why are you looking up Denny's location? when we're supposed to be focused on doing the podcast. I'm sorry you brought up corned beef hash, and then now I just... How does that lead to Denny's? It's all breakfast foods. My brain hurts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's here's a thing. Here's here's a Dave Pillay gripe of the week. Are you ready for this? All right. I went to Home Depot today. So I went to Home Depot because, A, we found ants in the kitchen, which is like shit. Yep. Um, But... It wasn't many. I, I I tracked them down and murdered them and then, like, wiped down the, that area of the floor with some vinegar and then wiped it down with water and then wiped it down again and cleaned it off. And I, I like, scattered the, the... This gets a little graphic and gross. I scattered the corpses of the ants near the entrance so that, like, other scouts would come in and see the dead ants and maybe catch, like, some of the, like, danger pheromones of, like, this isn't actually a good place! Um, and then I went and bought some ant traps. Um, I thought it was just kind of like, <laughs> look what will happen to you. I mean, 
I don't grant ants the intelligence to recognize that of like, yeah, dude, like this is what will happen if you come in. Um, so we, we got some ant traps and they're feasting on that. There was mm-hmm. a, a little swarm around the trap earlier, so I'm quite sure they found it. Um, but we went to Home Depot and, and among other things at Home Depot, we decided to start looking at toilets because our toilets are like the original ones from the house. The house was made in 1994. So these toilets are coming up on like 30 years. Mm-hmm. They are not looking pretty, even if they're not like the original ones. I mean, they've, they're, they're just, they're getting kind of gross. They're getting kind of worn down and even like cleaning them. They're still kind of gross. Okay. So we're looking at new toilets. Do you have any idea how many toilets there are when you are looking to buy a toilet? Oh, there are probably dozens. Yeah, yeah. Ranging in price from like $80 to $200. Oh, it probably like, has like a heated seat and... Nope, 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 nope. nope. The $200 one, 100% does not have a heated seat. Two, two, that doesn't have the heated seat either. No, but yeah. 200 is not Oh, no, no, not at all. And in fact, if you go to Home Depot's website, their most expensive toilet is six thousand dollars where the hell is this on their website (laughs) and he's like wait a minute i want to see this toilet here we go here we go six thousand dollar toilet is this like a freestanding bidet toilet i dude look at the the, do you see the picture of the six thousand dollar toilet no i haven't gotten that far yet Let me go see if I can find the $6,000 toilet. I have a picture of it. I took a screenshot because I was so dumbfounded at the idea of a $6,000 toilet. Okay, here we go. Price high to low for all toilets. Dude, I got a $9,000 toilet here. Why? Like, what is, what, $9,000? $9,000 for a toilet. So here's the thing, though, even the like normal range price toilets, right? Like, okay, so sure, there's like some ridiculous, amazingly high price toilets, which the the $6,000 one, I'm not sure even like if I walked into a bathroom, I don't know that I would recognize that as the toilet. It's like playing the world's most dangerous game, toilet or washing machine. (laughs) This one has built-in speakers to play pre-programmed custom Numi song, FM radio. Okay, or your... okay, that, that, that. Do you know how many different bathroom items now have the option? This is the real gripe. This is the, like, uh, 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 God, what's his name? Comedian, Black. Like, his name is Black. Oh, um, Not Jack Black, but, um. Louis Black. Louis Black, thank you. Yeah, we like, saw him Lewis live Black at the, uh, State, State Theater. Right. Um, like this, this is his, his, this is me like channeling him. Do you know how many goddamn items in the bathroom can come with a Bluetooth speaker? Oh, literally everything now. Bluetooth speaker, shower head. Yeah, Bluetooth I've seen that. speaker, ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth speaker, mirror. Yep, seen that too. Fucking Bluetooth speaker, sink. And evidently, Bluetooth speaker, fucking toilet. <laughs> Yeah, I use my shower head for NPR, but, you know, when I really want to get a good bass, I got to hook into the toilet and play it through there. God damn. What have we become, Andy? What have we become? The other question then is also, does it hook up with your Amazon Echo? None of the things I saw, thankfully. Just what I need. Alexa, flush the toilet. (laughs) 
Ooh, this $9,000 toilet has emergency flush available for power outages. What is an emergency flush? So you can still flush the toilet when there's no power? You can anyway. Uh, not if you're on a well. Like, you, you, you get one flush for free. Yes. If you have a tank, you always have a flush. Yes. And if you're on a well, you better have a power backup, right? Am I insane? Oh, oh. emergency flush supports up to 100 flushes during power outage. How? It might just be because it's an electric toilet. There's got to be some, this thing needs power. It's got to need power somewhere. So it's just got like a battery backup? Yep, required electrical service. <laughs> Your toilet requires one, one dedicated 15 amp circuit. That is a lot of power. Most homes only have like 150 amps, right? Do you know the amperage in your house? Uh, shoot, I was literally just down there looking at the, the uh, circuit breaker. I was literally just down there. And you don't remember your your total amperage? No, I I could I could I literally was four breakers away from the main disconnect. Why does it need 15 amps? Is it? Like, because it's a heated seat? Is that what's going on? Uh, Are they literally just running, uh, like... Motion-activated, hands-free opening, closing of the seat slash cover. Um, advanced bidet functionality with a heated seat and foot warmer. Ambient lighting, Bluetooth speaker, premium touchscreen remote for customizing the options to your preference. The preference for what? For your it's lighting. It's a goddamn toilet. <laughs> For your lighting and your music? I don't want my toilet to sing to me. <laughs> I have a phone for that. I am just so... I I don't know what even is going on. Andy, I, I can't even. My brain hurts. <laughs> so anyway, that was my, my experience at Home Depot. Was We looked at toilets. We also looked at ceiling fans. Which a lot of ceiling fans now have, like, embedded LED lights, which is really cool, except that if the light goes out, if that circuit fries, which happens, right, LEDs fail, mm -hmm. then the only way to replace it is by replacing the entire fan. That does not seem... Or opening it up and, like, messing around with the circuit board. Ugh. Right. You know, you know what's also kind of interesting is the fact that there's not really many interfaces to... Um, if you say toilets, I'm exiting the call. <laughs> no, 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 ceiling fans. Okay. So we've got ceiling fans in the bedrooms. Yes. Single wall switch ceiling fans. Yes. So what I'm trying to do is, you know, we, we Isaac sleeps with the fan on, but the light off. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, now that he's becoming more independent, you know, if he wakes up and he wants to do something, you know, can he turn on his own light, which he can't right now because it's the pull cord on the ceiling fan. Yeah. I'm just in the process of going, okay, you know, what what's out there to basically upgrade, quote unquote, a pull cord ceiling fan? The answer is not a lot. No. So I've actually got this uh, Westinghouse... Ceiling fan and light wireless wall control unit here. Couldn't you just, you know, give him another light? Wouldn't that just be easier to put like an LED light on his bed or on his bedside? Well, his, his, his bed right now is just a mattress on the floor. Oh, wouldn't We're it be easy just to give him a lamp? <sighs> Could, but then, you know, what happens if he knocks the lamp over? He cries. I don't know. I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this I mean, out he's, and see. He's four, so like he puts the lamp back up. I don't know. What does he do? I don't know. 
So yeah, I know I'm going to try and uh, see if I can um, put this remote control in to make one wire act like two. Okay. And we'll go from there. You could give him a... You could hook up uh, the clapper to it. You know, the clap on, clap off. Yeah, yeah, I know what the clapper is. Okay. I actually gave that to my brother for Christmas one year. Right, so should we actually talk about (laughs) actual topics that are on the list and not... Eggs and toilets and ceiling fans. All right, one one more thing, and then we'll <laughs> jump into topics. One more thing, because I don't think I brought this up yet. Um, when you dial a gate, <laughs> when you dial a gate, we we I, I asked last week about like when does the the remote gate start getting dialed in and locked in, right? But when you dial a gate. When it rather when a a gate is dialing into yours, does your gate spin? This has been inconsistent in the show. In theory, it's supposed to it's supposed to it's supposed to spin in theory. The, the outgoing gate should spin unless you have a DHD. But why would the incoming gate spin? And if it does spin, what does it lock into for the last chevron when it's supposed to be the gate's home symbol? That's an ec- hmm. I'm not actually expecting an answer, and I will say I'm still enjoying the show. I'm lo- like it is a good show. Uh, there are definitely episodes where it's like clearly they just looked at the script from a Star Trek episode and said, "Let's do that." There's um, actually oh um, oh, what was Amanda Tapping just recently on? One of the guys, Brad Wright, Brad Wright, one of the um, writer producers of Stargate. Yeah, is thinking about doing another show. He's got a he's got his own podcast, and um, you can get the 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 thirty minute version of the podcast for free, or if you you know subscribe, you get the seventy minute extended cut. But uh, so far, he's had who's he had so far? Uh, he's had Michael Shanks and Ben Broder, and uh, he just had Amanda Tapping for episode three. Episode four, he's gonna have David Hewlett on. Mm-hmm. So you know. Part of me is like, oh man, do I really want to add another <laughs> another podcast? I can't even get through all the podcasts I'm currently subscribed to. I mean, he's, to. he's building up like ground support for another show. He wants to do another show. He's made it clear he wants to do another show. He's pitched it to MGM and they've been sitting on it. And now that Amazon bought MGM, it's likely to happen. Oh yeah, no, getting something for Amazon <laughs> Prime. That's yeah, that's just yep. asking for it. Yeah, so like, there, you know, that's a thing. Oh, cool. There's a list of all the actors in Stargate who had a role in Star Trek. <laughs> There's a lot of them, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't doubt it. I missed some. Dang it. I knew he was familiar. Dang it. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> are, are you done now? Yeah. We can, okay. We can get back to it. All right. So, uh, topics. Yeah, we got topics. What topics should we talk about? Well, speaking of Amazon, I got a couple of Amazon topics on here. Sure. Uh, first is that, Amazon or Bezos or both. Well, I was going to go with Amazon to start with and then transfer into Bezos. Well, okay. Pivot into Bezos himself. Sure. Amazon, uh, is going to pay the government $62 million. Okay. Or no, sorry. Uh, it's going to pay, I guess, people $62 million because the FTC said that it, um, <clears throat> was basically taking the tips that people were giving the Amazon flex drivers mm-hmm. and using it to supplement lower base pay rates. I didn't know you could tip Amazon drivers. Or is Amazon flex not a thing that I'm familiar with? Uh, Amazon flex was a different thing, if I remember correctly. I don't okay. think it exists in its current 
form. Or in this area. Uh, yeah, it's now called Prime Now. Uh, okay. So, so anyway, did, yeah, the, the, like, what, what does that give us? Why are, what did, so they, they kept something from their, they, they drivers? said, they, yeah, they were withholding the tips because they, they said that, Hey, you know, base pay of 18 to $25 an hour and you will receive 100% of the tips you earn while delivering with Amazon flex. Um, problem is is that they were taking the tipped money and not actually giving it all to so they have to pay 62 million yes cool i mean that sucks for for like the drivers pretty hardcore uh and also amazon will now be prohibited from making any changes to how our driver's tips are used as compensation without first obtaining the driver's express informed consent yeah well expressed and informed consent can be kind of like slippery yeah it means oh yeah you'll just have to you know read this new read this new tos before you can log back into the app yeah. Oh, and we won't let you, you know, do your job until you do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the That's FTC is going to take the $62 million and compensate drivers. So. so Amazon's paying the FTC, who will then turn around and pay the Amazon drivers. Yes. And the Amazon drivers can't just collect their money directly from Amazon because... I don't know. That's how the many of them don't work for Amazon anymore because Amazon's, probably not. you know, taking their tips. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yes. That's gross. I feel like 62 million probably isn't enough. That is my guess. So that 62 million doesn't actually cover the amount of money that they did this with. You have the feeling that Amazon is too big. Yes. Like just a little bit. Yes. My God, the amount of Amazon um, YouTube ads that are popping up now in my feed are just ridiculous. (laughs) Of Amazon what ads? Amazon hiring ads. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, come work Amazon. for Amazon. Come work for Amazon? Yeah, the uh, distribution center, the one that's up in Grand Rapids right now. Oh, no, no, Andy, no. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I thought it was like, come work for Amazon in Seattle. No. No, no, it's distribution center Amazon. Distribution center Amazon. That's not a good job. Nope. At least not right now. Did you I see like? Did you Amazon. see the, st- the the scream boxes that Amazon was putting out? The what? Amazon scream box. Is that scream box? Like ah, scream? Yeah. The amazing well-being booths. The so-called Zen booth or mindful practice room is a small cubicle roughly the size of your average porter potty. Inside, there's a small office chair, computer, and plants. Oh, God. The computer offers employees a guided meditation video. Yeah, and they aren't using it for that, are they? Probably not. They're they're just like walking into it and screaming. Probably, yeah. I wonder how much Amazon docks their pay for going into these boxes. <laughs> like, is that your bathroom and lunch break? That sounds terrifying. Like, scream box Amazon. Nope. When just... I search scream box Amazon, I get Amazon.com scream boxes, which are like motion sensor programmable speaker boxes. All right. So it's actually called the Amazon. So A-M-A-Z-E-N. Amazon Scream Box. Checking, checking. Do you mean Amazon Scream Box? <laughs> Showing results for Amazon Scream Box. Occupied. Look before entering. Yep, there you go. So yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, you stressed out at here? Here, come in here and relax. Mmm, really. That does not sound helpful. No. <clears throat> 
All right, so that's going on. Um, Amazon's yeah. also fighting, and eBay actually, are fighting uh, federal and state bills to basically allow or basically force companies to disclose contact information for third-party sellers. Why would they fight that? That doesn't sound like a bad thing. Like, if someone's selling on Amazon, I should kind of be able to find out who. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm going on there and buying, like, I don't know, a Canon camera or something, and be like, I want to know if this is a reputable seller or if they're selling me something that fell off the back of a truck or, like, some gray market item that's not actually what I'm trying to buy. Well, yeah, no, the GAO ordered 47 items from third-party sellers on quote-unquote popular consumer websites and determined that 20 of them were counterfeit. Right! So why are they fighting this? Uh, Let's see. Online retailers argue that the bill would compromise the privacy of third-party sellers. If you're a seller using a public marketplace like Amazon, then I don't know that you should have your privacy. If you want to sell your thing and maintain privacy, then don't use Amazon. Because it's not like we, the consumers, get our privacy protected. Nope, I've gotten stuff in the mail from... The places I, you know, sellers I've bought off of Amazon on. Right. Going like, hey, make sure you leave us a review. Amazon's so committed to protecting privacy, how come they don't protect mine? Oh, right. Because I'm the product. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of annoying. Uh, I think they should 100% have to disclose that information to anyone, in particular, if you bought something. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's two Amazon topics. Do we have a hat trick? Uh, no, we got to um, pivot over to... Bezos. Uh, yep. Mr. Bezos. Yes. It's not even Dr. Bezos, right? Like, he doesn't have a PhD in anything. Nope. Are we, are we past the age where, like, people who run these companies actually, like, did the work? Or are they just all MBAs? Like, what's, what's Satya's background? Satya Nadella, CEO of Microsoft, but like, does he have PhD in something? Did he study, you know, like programming? Yeah, who's who's replacing Bezos? I don't even know. Andy Jassy, starting in July. Uh, let's see, what what's his thing? Harvard Business School. <clears throat> yep, graduated honors from Harvard College before earning an MBA from Harvard Business School. His early roles included marketing manager. Oh, he became the CEO of Amazon Web Services. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then from there, took over the company. Mm-hmm. That shows you where Amazon's real thoughts is. Naming Jeff Bezos' I mean, successor both, as the guy from AWS. I mean, both of them. Micro, I mean, if you look at Nadella and, yeah, and he's probably, stuff that he's done, right, he he is responsible for Microsoft Azure being what it is. I mean, under... Think about the the um, the things Microsoft has bought in the last few years since he took over. They bought GitHub. They bought LinkedIn. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Cloud computing. Yeah, absolutely, is, is where they are making their money. Oh, cool. I just checked. Yeah, Satya Nadella has a master's in computer science from, of all places, University of Wisconsin. Really? Milwaukee. So not UW-Madison, but UW-Milwaukee. And an MBA in, from University of Chicago. <clears throat> so... I mean, I, I, I much prefer that when, like, the, the CEOs, these executives actually have some technology background if they're going to be leading a technology company. What's Bezos' background? 
I'm going to feel really bad when he's got like a master's in computer science from somewhere. <clears throat> uh, electrical engineering and computer science. From Princeton. He holds a degree, so probably a bachelor's. Yes, bachelor's of science yep. and engineering BSE. degree. Yep. <clears throat> Better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So what about dear Mr. Bezos? Well, he uh, his plan for as soon as he's retired is to yeah. uh, go up Not into retired. space on his um, Blue Origin spacecraft. Is that, like, is, is that... I would laugh if that was the day that he steps down, right? Where he's like, all right, everyone, this is your new CEO. You know him. He's been with us. He's been running the AWS division. He's going to be in charge of the company. Peace! And he walks over to the spaceship and gets in. Uh, what day did they end? On July 20th. So he's, he's, he's stepping down July 5th. And he's going up to space on July 20th. Not nearly as cool. No. <laughs> Still cool, but not nearly as cool. Yes. Right? Not not nearly as great as the, like, all right, start the countdown. Folks, it's been fun. Uh, I've run all of you ragged, and I've insisted on terrible things that uh, reduce the humanity of my employees, all so that I could build this rocket ship. I'm going to go to space. Fuck you all. <laughs> Goodbye. No, no, this one is 15 days, so... Okay. I mean, everything else is still true. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's going up to space on July 20th with his brother, and he uh, decided to auction off... Uh, the third spot. The third spot. Which went for, like, millions of dollars. $28 million. You know what's really sad, though? Is, like, that person, whoever's going up, gets, like, a couple hours one-on-one -on -one with Jeff Bezos, I guess one-on-two with Bezos and his brother, and could be like, look, I paid 20-some million dollars to get here, but that's not enough money for you to even notice. Can you just give me back, like, a hundred million? Like, what's that going to do to you? What's that going to impact your lifestyle, losing $100 million? The, uh, the other fun thing, though, is the fact that the $28 million is going to be donated to a 501c3. The problem is it's Blue Origins 501c3. So they're going to get the money, but not mark it as profit, because then it's going to a non-profit at the time. Right, but like, what is what is Blue Origin's nonprofit arm? Uh, Club for the Future, a nonprofit with a mission to quote unquote inspire future generations to pr pursue careers in STEM and to help invest the future of life in space. I mean, that's kind of cool. So, like, buying STEM books for schools and encouraging schools to have like programs. Sure, something like, the, like that. The after-school rocketry program. Ooh, that's a topic I should have put up. Let me see if I can find that again. There was a Madison West Rocketry Club that is is going to like some competition and evidently have done so in the past as well. There's no date on this article. <clears throat> Madison West Rocket Club has outperformed every other competing school in the country with a record success at national level Team America Rocketry Challenge. Let me search for Team America Rocketry Challenge. The American Rocketry Challenge. 2021 finalists, uh, including Madison West High School. Two different groups from Madison West High School are in the top 100 2021 national finalists for the American Rocketry Challenge. 
competing to win $100,000 and the title of national champion. I'm very curious. I mean, I did um, friggin' FRC. I want to know what the National American Rocketry Challenge is. <clears throat> I I don't know, but speaking of rocketry challenges, yep. um, HLS, where, you These know... These are letters. The... Um, uh, what? Let's, hu- like, uh, hybrid launch system? No, 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 no. Human landing system. That competition Human that... Human landing system. That competition that SpaceX won and was the only one who won. Oh, to put it on the moon. Yes. To put, like, human feet on the moon. Yes. Um, which they won because they were the only ones who even, like, remotely fit the profile. Yes. And, and then NASA- Bezos challenged it. Yes. Okay. Well, part of what the reason um, uh, <clears throat> NASA said it picked SpaceX and only SpaceX because it didn't have enough funds to pick a second company. Right. Well, during the um, latest funding bill, I guess... Trying to figure out what um, the the spending continuing whatever resolutions. Yeah, yeah. So one of the, one of those resolutions. Uh, <clears throat> Blue Origin kind of lobbied to get an increase in spending to NASA <laughs> added to it. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Like, well, we can't beat SpaceX, but we can beat politics. Yes, yes, that's and so basically it. If we just it. convince all the politicians that this should be funded, then SpaceX will, then the NASA will fund two things and we can get in then. Is that what happened? Pretty much. I feel dirty just hearing about that. Okay, so uh, Senator Maria Cantwell, who was a senator from Washington, mm-hmm. and Roger Wicker, a Republican from Mississippi, which is where the SLS testing um, platform is, Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have vaguely forced NASA to pick at least one more contractor within 30 days from the bill's enactment and use 10 billion to fund the whole pot, uh, fund the whole program. So it would force them. Congress told would force NASA to, um, you know, here here's some more money. Now we force you to actually pick two contracts. Which then I kind of feel bad for um, that third group. What was the name of that third group? I mean, they're they're Dianetics. Yeah, Dianetics. The ones that literally put in their proposal that we we literally cannot, with current technology, right, get like, ours to work. Here's our proposal: we need to develop new tech. <clears throat> so yeah, so yeah, Bezos decided, hey, if you can't beat them, get the politicians to make you join them. I mean, I guess that works. They they don't have to actually go with the number two pick, right? They just have to say no. like, yes, these are the ones that we are now considering. Yes. Uh, I think that when it passed, the amendment is now 60 days where they have to pick somebody. So the Amazon bought or not Amazon, but Blue Origin, Amazon bought a second chance. Yes. That's it. They didn't buy the win. They bought a second chance. Well, <clears throat> luckily, this was just the Senate side. The House side is still coming up and the House rep... Democrat out of Texas who chairs the House committee and subcommittee that oversees NASA has come out against saying, no. Yeah. What are you talking about? No. God, at least that, right? At least someone has some brains. Yeah. So yes, no, that's, that's the update on the HLS contract is the fact that yes, the GAO is still going through the uh, review process for the arguments that Dianetics and Blue Origins are having. But then also, 
Bezos did an end around and it might get billions of dollars from it. Sorry, my in audio started. I missed what you said right there. Old. Now I was going to say old white guy rich fight, but no, yeah. they're not well, really that old, are they? Uh, I don't know. How old than Bezos? We are. Does that count? I mean, he's not a boomer age. Fifty-seven. Elon Musk is. He's got to be in forty-nine. Days. Yeah, late forties. <clears throat> so forty-nine puts him pretty solidly in Gen X territory. Mm-hmm. Fifty-seven is like. Oof. So it's 1964. That's like leading Gen X late boomer. I thought boomers were all in the 40s, 40s and 50s. Yeah, so I guess 60s is probably Gen X. But then like Gen X is what, 60s, 70s, and the start of the 80s? That's a huge time period. No, there's kind of, what's, uh, what's... That's it. It went from boomers to X to to, uh, millennials. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Those are the widely recognized uh, generations. Baby boomers, 1946 to 64. Generation X to 65 to 80. Millennials, 81 to 96. Gen Which Z. Which is uh, also a weird thing. Like, what? Millennials as far as early 81? I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be something in there because I, I, I am... there. So there, there isn't. It's just there's a long transition, but there is a a, a like transitional sub generation that you and I are part of. Yeah, the Zennials is what they're referring to uh, to us as. Yeah, if I'm, I'm looking at this generational timeline chart here on Wikipedia, yeah. of course there is. Of course there is. Um, and the 1984, they have like the main block. Yeah. Of generations, but then they also have the outliers, and yeah, that 84. 1980 you know you're still pretty much in you know the 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 lightly shaded area for both millennials and gen x yeah also uh i would i would say that millennials persisted until 2001 and that there's a very clear-cut date that (laughs) yes changes yes the entire world but mostly the u.s uh Going from from millennial into uh, Zoomers. Yes, I would agree on that one. Yes, the world is definitely a different place. And I think I know exactly what you're talking about. We were in high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 2001, September 11, 2001 was the like, yeah, this is now different. That's the like people born after this day were born into a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I, we get to be in this wonderful like half Gen X, half millennial thing. Sure. Was, I'll, I'll it, just I'll just keep it, living my well, life. The the term is like analog childhood, digital adulthood or digital adolescence. I don't know what you're talking about. I learned my ABCs on an IBM 286. Yeah? And what kind of phone did you have, Andy? Touch tone. If I sit you down at a rotary phone, yes. do you use it? Yes, yes, I can. And my parents had a rotary phone up in their bedroom. Yep. So that's kind of what I mean, Andy. That's, that's why... different than someone who was born in 1996. That's actually the reason why um, <clears throat> New York and L.A. have the uh, had the uh, area codes that they did when they started out. Because uh, it was easier on the rotary phones? Yes. Yeah. Uh, those are, those are some of here. the two shortest what, what travel said, distances. Andy, that you learned your ABCs on an Intel 286. Yes. The Pentium is the... 386 architecture. 
Do you remember a day when computers had a turbo button? Yes. I never understood what that button did, but I always turned it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what it did? No. It ran the processor at speed. Do you know what happens when you turn off the turbo button? Turning on the turbo button actually does nothing. Turning off the turbo button runs the processor at a throttled rate. Why would you It do underclocks that? the CPU. Because games weren't designed for fast processors. Games that were dependent on the processor clock speed were unplayable at the at the time, modern CPUs. Wing Commander was one such game. There was actually, oh, what? There was some traffic simulator game that I tried playing one time, and the the problem was is it it ran off the clock speed of the processor. Mm -hmm. Heck, it was... um, Oh, uh, Seventh Guest. Seventh Guest had a, had, uh, basically their version of the game of life in the game. Mm-hmm. And, um, that for some odd reason, the AI was based off of your processor's clock speed. My guess is it ran so many, you know, so many cycles yeah. or something of moves. And so the there, faster there the processor. There is a turbo button Wikipedia article which says that um, the introduction of CPUs that ran faster than the 4.77 megahertz 8088 engaging turbo mode slowed down the system to sta- a state compatible with the original 8086 and 8088 chips. It underclocked the CPU. <clears throat> hmm. Now, I might have it like backwards of when turbo was on or off, but like effectively what it did is it underclocked the cpu so yeah that was a weird side conversation uh you know who's an (laughs) asshole besides jeff bezos what ron johnson yes did he go to arizona like everybody else did why did why did people go to arizona why would ron johnson go to arizona that's that's like the the republican because that's where that cyber ninja group is quote-unquote auditing the uh arizona votes yeah, I have no idea if he went to... Man, you're going to make me look up his Twitter account. I know there were Wisconsin people who <laughs> went to there. Probably. Let's see. Wisconsin Republican Arizona. Wisconsin Republicans and a disgraced ex-Missouri governor tour a site of controversial audit. No, it's not. It's not. Fuck Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson was in the Capitol giving an interview and talking about... Um, hydroxychloroquine. Oh, jeez. As an alternate treatment. Is this the same Ron Johnson who thought about trying to alter the uh, Earth's orbit? Or is that somebody else? Uh, that, I hope to God, is somebody else. Uh, but Ron Johnson just got banned for YouTube for a week. <clears throat> oh, funny. Yeah. And of course, is now, like, posting onto Twitter, like, this isn't fair, and, like... It's just big tech censoring him and just like, fuck, <laughs> like everyone who's who's actually looked at this as hydroxychloroquine is not a good treatment. It is not a valid treatment. It doesn't work. And oh, my God, like, how did he get elected? I'm in this state and I'm just good Lord. On the plus side, his term's up. He's up for reelection and he hasn't declared whether or not he's actually running. <clears throat> On the downside, he could run for president. <clears throat> hmm. Well, on that happy note, um, yeah. How are we doing on time? We we definitely have. We're, we're we. We're, yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah.
E3 is happening, like, right now. Yes, as we're recording, and um, I guess we'll talk about it next week. I guess so, when we have more of an idea of what happened. Yeah, because right now it's just literally day one, so we can't really, you know, talk more about it, because this is literally just the first day. Yeah, so random review? Random review, speaking of video games... Hey, video games. Uh, I finally have gotten enough time into Evil Genius 2 to finally give it a good review. I'm impressed. Where did you find time to play a video game? Work at lunch. Because the other fun fact is <laughs> my work laptop is the only computer I have that can actually run this game. My my old HP laptop um, is not does not have enough... Um, gpu to handle the game it it just crashes on on startup so i'm like okay that's not gonna work so yeah i uh since it was on steam i just downloaded the uh the game on my work laptop and played it during lunch um i was i'm a fan of the original game and i know we've actually reviewed the original game on here i do believe or we've talked about it yes we, um years ago I'm trying to see if it's actually on the random review or not hold on pulling up our massive random review list Takes a little while to load. Oh, Evil Genius <clears throat> Online. That's what I reviewed. 340. So yes, uh, I played Evil Genius. I played Evil Genius Online. And now I finally got to Evil Genius 2. And? Um, still love the music. Music is amazing. Okay. Still love That's the cell type. Um, shading. Shading. The cell shading animation. The cell shading animation is still amazing. Okay. Um, the, the, that whole like quippy 1960s, you know, anti James Bond sort of vibe still right. in there. It's, it's still got a little bit of that dark humor, which is good. Um, it, it, it does finally, you know, there were some mods that came out for evil genius way back when that fixed a bunch of problems, but there were still lots of people griping in the mod community about this game. You know, Oh, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And they fixed a bunch of those. Okay. Um, this is sounding pretty positive. Yes, but ah uh, ah, uh, I was waiting for it. Yeah, no, the so this yes, is but. it's it's like Dungeon Keeper where you can't actually control your minions, right? And the minion AI is still still lacking on some things. I had did I uh, ever show you the um. The broken playthrough of Evil Genius? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. Um, which, Do you know if they fixed that? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I would actually have to load up the tutorial first, which I actually did. through. <laughs> I started playing it without doing the tutorial because I'm like, I know how to do this. this is, and oh, then I'm just like, idea. what the That's frick? a bad idea. Yeah, no, this was... <laughs> I open up the room options. Like, what the hell are all these rooms? Yeah, I'm like, there's like freaking 30 rooms here. What the hell? <laughs> Wait, wait, what's the difference between a bathroom and a laboratory? I'm making a joke, Andy, that okay, there are 30 okay. rooms and they have yeah. to be like very similar rooms. Well, they, they've, they've expanded out. Yeah. But, but still, it's okay. Um, you know, there are still James Bond type super agents that will come in and basically ruin your day. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of times where I, uh, have, have multiple saves on there because, um, I, I did I did things a little too fast, got got a little too much heat, and um, I had a technician. I had two things on fire. One was the generator that was powering the the um, powering the, the base. Mm -hmm. The other one was just uh, a poison dart trap. Both of them were on fire. I put my little thing on there saying, "Hey, fix this," and you know, "Hey, you know, fix the thing." He fixed the trap first. It's like no, I I clicked that second. 
and somehow Blasted you still first out. I don't maybe? know. I I don't I <laughs> or don't you know. Was just closer to it. I'm still trying to figure that one out. It's like, wait a second. I didn't. I no. Put the generator back on first, and then go and fix the poison dart trap. So the AI's there. The um. The world map is still very passive, and it's actually uh, a bit more annoying um, with the fact that your guys don't come back home after you send them out. Like you just lose them? Yeah. Or they're out permanently? You, you lose them, and you have to keep bringing minions in and creep, keep training minions because there are, you know, quests, quote-unquote, that you know require guards. Well, okay, you send the guards out, but you don't get the guards back, so then you have to train up more guards, and so it, it's it kind of gets just slogged through that bit it's like okay yes no i gotta do this i have to do this heist and i'm gonna lose a bunch of these guys if i succeed or if i fail right so now i gotta go through the process of training all these people up again this is okay it's like it felt like it got slowed down on purpose it's like it was it was kind of like built-in timer <laughs> in there and it's just like no i don't i yes i get it yes i know they, this is supposed to be control the pacing a little bit yes and, and yeah it feels like they controlled it too much and they just put the brakes on a little too hard um traps are okay they're not as um i feel like they're they're almost weaker in this mode especially with the higher level uh agents and investigators and stuff before like you know i could build up traps and you know outside of james bond literally coming in or was it like agent steel or something like that coming in i don't remember i can't yeah. tell you i think it was john steel was the uh basically the evil genius he was like the for, american action hero one yeah well no that guy was uh the rambo clone oh, okay yeah u.s had a rambo clone britain had uh steel uh, i gotta remember all these it's been years um but some of the characters come back, so that's good. It's like, oh, hey, I remember you. But there's still new characters in there, too. Um, there are different island layouts now, and you actually get to stay on your island. That was the other big gripe with the old game was, okay, hey, here's your starter island. And then literally you had to pack up everything into boxes and ship it out to your to the island at the end of the game. This time you're actually on an island the whole time. And it's multi-leveled now, too. Yeah. So you have like a second floor to use. Oh, you have more than I think three floors, maybe four. Um, okay. I I, I I haven't gotten using all of them because do it you, just. Do you need stairs? Or yes. Like elevators. No, there are stairs. Okay. And there are also traps now that you can actually build up um, vertically rather than just horizontally. <clears throat> so that's fun. Um, the other thing that was kind of annoying I, was the fact. I bet you. I bet you. You don't need to worry about HVAC. No, no, you don't. Or like plumbing. No, no, you don't. I want to see a Sim City, like uh, not even Sim City. What's what's the other one? Sim Tower. City oh, cities. No, cities, right? Yes. Like the where where you need to worry about like the the um friggin' slope of the land and the the height of the land. Like if you want to dam a river, be careful. You don't want to flood your goddamn city. Um, I want to see that level of detail applied to a dungeon building game. You need to worry about HVAC. You need to worry about plumbing and electricity and like draw in some lines and, you know, like, hey, putting in this really big HVAC system is great, except it also is a way into the base. Oh, no, you have to defend against that now. I actually don't want to see that because I think it would not be fun to play at no, all. No, that would, that would be, be horrible. Hilarious to see. That would be horrible. It, it would be fantastic as, like, a fake Kickstarter. 
<clears throat> yeah, no. Um, the other thing was the fact that the game, there was still bugs in the game when it got released. And then the DLC comes out, and then they go and patch the game. It's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> there's there's seriously... Ga- there's a, there was a one point in the game where you get all your guys at a table, and then if you went to a menu and then came back to the table, the table would basically blow up. And you're like, wait, that's not supposed to normally happen. But no, they came out with the DLC first, and then they came in back and patched the game. It's like, a, wait... their patches. That's... Well, welcome to modern. I know game that's that that's not specific to this game, but it's still no. yeah. Uh, they do have a sandbox mode though. Anyone? They have a sandbox mode though, so you don't actually you know because mm-hmm. if you if you don't want to slog through the whole campaign you know multiple times or something, you can actually just put it into sandbox mode and just kind of build your trap layer mm-hmm. to your heart content. So I haven't I haven't gone down that route yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually the good found fact is um, not to spoil this, but you're trying to build a doomsday weapon, right? Right. Um, in the last game, you know, the game ended when you basically built the doomsday weapon, and that was it. This this time, you actually get to use your doomsday weapon. Hey, cool! Does I know. It actually, that's... like, do a thing. Does it do? Wait, wait, wait! Isn't the point not to use the doomsday weapon? Uh... Are you a, an evil genius, or are you a sociopath, or are you a nihilist? Because, like, I always thought that the point of building the doomsday weapon is that you don't use it. You threaten with it. Well, this time you, uh, some people uh, don't think you're going to use it, so you have to prove that you are willing to use it. Okay, but the point of a doomsday weapon is that once you use it, it's kind of over. Well, it's a very local, it's, it's almost like an atomic bomb sort of thing. It's a very localized. So it's, so it's not a doomsday weapon, it's just a weapon of mass destruction. Yes, okay, yes, I will give you that. But they, yeah, they call it a doomsday weapon, but yes, it is more of just a weapon of mass destruction. Okay, so you what, like obliterate Chicago or something? Well, I, I've only gotten one. I've only gone through one of the four different geniuses who have four different world domination plans. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the other ones are. Also, like, whose plan is world domination anymore? Besides Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. No, I... You put it on a fucking t-ball for me and it just... Knock that one out. Yeah, I was, speaking, I was like, evil genius, and we're sitting here spending most of the podcast talking about Jeff Bezos. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is just... He that, even that looks like frickin' Lex Luthor. I mean, come right, on. Right, I mean, Elon Musk looks more like a Bond villain than Jeff Bezos does, but, like, they're both Jeff, pretty close. Jeff Bezos looks like frickin', like, he looks like Lex Luthor. He does look like Lex Luthor. I mean, just, I mean, he's bald. He's a big, bald, white guy. Yeah, so... Although my favorite Lex Luthor, my personal Lex Luthor is the one from the Superman animated series, who is not white. Oh, yeah. But I think he is perhaps one of the best Lex Luthers out there. Yes. Who's the voice actor for that? Uh, Clancy Brown, I think. If I'm, if I'm digging that out of my memory banks. I'm impressed if you do. Uh, let's see. Lex Luthor, I want... Lex Luthor voice from the Justice League TV show. Clancy Brown! Damn! How the hell did you do that? Dude, that was my jam coming home from school. Was a Batman the, the Superman out? No, the Batman yeah. Superman Which hour. Which evolved into the Justice League. Oh, shoot. I, I did. I did. T- <laughs> did, you, did you get too loud? I, I, was, I was a little too excited. <laughs> Uh-oh. I... You couldn't you couldn't tell on this audio only podcast, but I was doing a lot of fist pumps right there. <laughs> 
Is is there perhaps a small child nearby? Uh, no, they're they're upstairs. Okay, <laughs> Clancy Brown, I am thoroughly impressed, sir. Thoroughly impressed. Did you, however, catch uh, who's voicing Skeletor in the new He-Man? There's a new He-Man. Oh God, Andy, Andy, go watch the the trailer for the new He-Man. There's a new Netflix He-Man. Go watch the trailer. Well, um, how about how about we uh, we okay? Evil Genius well, not, Two. No, no, not can we, not can here. We, like yeah, after I know. the show. All right, go watch the trailer. But Evil Genius <laughs> Two. Yeah, it's it's Evil Genius. It's it's still a little rough around the edges. Um, but you know, I, I just would jump in for a little bit, do a couple of things and jump back out again, jump back in, do a couple of things, jump back out again. It's, you know, it was, it was that good bit, you know, get the, get the soundtrack. It's great, you know, and I'm definitely I mean, curious to try exploring the, the, the sandbox mode a little bit more. Okay. So, you know, I liked it, you know, I'll definitely have to, you know, keep chipping away at it. And I'm not sure if I'm going to try and, you know, go through all of the, uh, Four evil geniuses, three islands. 100%. 100%. That's only 12 games. Only 12 games, and it's taken me frickin', what, 10 hours so far? 100%. 100%. Alright, random topic? Yes, random topic. Gonna be a short one? Yes. Uh, Rolled ahead of time. Yep. Best Winnie the Pooh poems, poem created by Pooh in the original books. So I I think the question is best Winnie the Pooh poems, like, written by Pooh. Poems that are written by Pooh, right? Yes. It's giving more uh, context to the Winnie the Pooh poems. It's not poems about Winnie the Pooh, it's poems written by Winnie the Pooh. In the um, original books. Which I never read the original books, they were never read to me. So I do not know any of them. So I can't give you my favorite. I can be a pedantic bastard and say that Winnie the Pooh is a fictional character and therefore did not write any poems. But I won't say that. And I'll just have to say, I don't know, because I've never read any of Winnie the Pooh and I don't know what poems there are. (laughs) I, I don't either. I just keep on thinking that, you know, the original Winnie was actually a female bear. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, um... That makes her... The, the clothing choice a little different. <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it shouldn't, because bear is a bear. Bear with a shirt is a bear with a shirt. Doesn't matter if it's a guy bear or a girl bear. Yeah, the origin, um... <clears throat> yeah, Christopher Milne... M- Milne? Christopher Milne? I'm guessing I Milne. Uh, had named his toy bear after Winnie, a Canadian black bear he often saw at the London Zoo. And Winnie is actually a female bear. Okay. Who was brought, um, <clears throat> was brought to the London Zoo by, I think, somebody in the uh, Canadian, uh, yeah, the Canadian Army, I think. When they went over to, to the, um, England to fight, you know, he had bought the bear. Bear became a mascot for the troops, went over to England to fight. He left it at the zoo to let them take care of it while he went to go fight. And then after the zoo came back um, and basically saw how well that the zoo had taken care of the bear and basically told them that they could keep the bear. That's kind of adorable. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it, though. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my Winnie the Pear. Winnie, Winnie the Pear. Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh Bear. Winnie the Pooh Bear. Uh, random trivia Back for you story. there. Yes. Okay. That's another one. Pulling that one out of the memory banks. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. 
can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>